I tell you what that yogi said? Some wise Buddhist person said, everybody knows they're going to die. Nobody believes it. Hmm. Because if you believed it, really believed it, you might not do anything. Right. You know, we have to look how I'm going to die. Right. So why should I bother? But, the Buddhists on the other hand say, every day, have a little bird on your shoulder that says, is today the day? So do you prepare at any moment to go? Mm. Not that you want to go, but you prepare. And it's not an easy thing to do. And that's what I'm doing them, I think, helping them get prepared. Welcome to Tuesday People, the podcast. I am Mitch Album, your host. I'm the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which Tuesday People is based. 25 years ago, I got a chance to sit alongside my old college professor, Maury Schwartz, while he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. And we did one last class in what's most important in life once you really realize you're going to die. And those lessons have stayed with me ever since. And they've reached millions of people around the world through the book Tuesdays with Maury, and we have developed this podcast to review a lot of those lessons on Tuesdays and see their pertinence and relevance to life today, and they are extremely relevant to life today. Alongside me, as always, is Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer of this podcast. Lisa, good to have you. Hello, Mitch. And today, uh, we're happy to welcome back to the podcast Scott Hamilton, who many of you know, of course, is the award-winning Olympic champion and Uh, really an icon in a lot of ways, not just because of what he's done with his skating, but what he's done with his life and how he battled not only against the loss of his mother to cancer, but then cancer invaded Scott more times than he'll probably care to tell us. Uh, He shared that with us on an earlier podcast, and he fought it off every time and has turned that experience into good. He is one of the most caring, most involved, most giving uh, people you're going to meet, let alone former Olympic champions. And now he's developed a podcast himself called Live Your Days, which is just launching right now. And so we want to help direct some people to his podcast and give them a chance to share with us what Live Your Days means, because I found it very pertinent to where we are right now with coronavirus with the division in the country, with everybody sort of feeling dizzy every day, knowing how to actually live a day, go through a day, and be grateful for the day is a simple but pertinent and very important lesson right now. Scott Hamilton, welcome back to the Tuesday People Podcast. I know this is becoming a really beautiful habit. Thank you so much for helping me get the word out on this. I don't want to say that it was appearing on our podcast that gave you the podcast bug, uh, but I don't know. Perhaps it did. Well, you know, it's, it's always been in there, and it's it's just sort of when the time presents itself. Um, this idea actually was created four years ago out of an interview I did um, after I was diagnosed with my third brain tumor. And, it, you know, it, it was a really weird thing. The People.com did this interview, and it was really cash. I just went in and talked with an interviewer for about, you know, three or four minutes. And then I left and they put it up on the website and, you know, you don't know really how, how an interview like that will be reacted to. And, and in that, I just sort of, you know, said, look, I'm, I'm joyful in all circumstances. And, 
third brain tumor doesn't really mean anything more than, you know, the power I give it. And I said, you know, we've just got to live our days. You know, we were given so many, our bodies are extremely fragile and vulnerable to a lot of things, but also phenomenally resilient, but ultimately temporary. And we got to kind of recognize the temporary part because, you know, it gives us marching orders that really take advantage of that day. And, and, you know, the interview kind of went up and, you know, um, I kept getting these text responses from a publicist in LA, a dear friend of mine, uh, Carrie Kemper. And she said, uh, this thing is kind of taken off. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, it, it's been shared over a million times today. And it's like, what? And all in all, that interview got shared 35 million plus times. Wow. And it was just like, people need to hear something that gives them hope, you know, and, and right now, uh, especially now we're living in kind of a, 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 a endless, a, a seemingly endless loop of, well, just give it another month or give it another few weeks or give it another six months or give it, you know, wait till this happens or wait till that happens. And you can, you know, re- relax if you do this. And, if, and, and, um, you know, we're in lockdown quarantine COVID and I got a call from this uh, company I work with five by five agency. And they said now, and I said, yes, now. <laughs> so um, we, uh, we put together this live your days thing four years ago after that people.com interview. And I just didn't feel it was time. And, and now it feels like it's time. And so we created this platform, Live Your Days, which is just a reminder that every day is significant. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is important. And if we look at our lives that way, pretty soon we've collected all these incredible moments and um, and and just experiences. And it, it just adds quality to our, yeah. our lives. It, and so... It, it's so much about uh, perspective, great. about what you're saying. It's so much about perspective. When you said what you did about, well, I, it's only how much power I give to it. That doesn't just yeah. hold for cancer. That holds for any piece of bad news that people get. You lose a job. You have a breakup. Any piece of good news. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That's that's right. But uh, but we want to give power to good news, but we don't want to yeah. give it to bad news. And. Uh, if if you if you allow it to dominate your days, it will. And I, I liken it to the experience of like when you're on a vacation and you know you're down to your last day of vacation. There's like this rush to make that a great day. It's like, okay, we're going home tomorrow. We got to make sure we go to that restaurant and we got to go out to that that mountain and we're going to get up really early and we're going to do it. Because you know that time is running out, right? Well, that's a microcosm of life. And what you're saying, Scott, is so much what Maury said to me about, you know, you, you, nobody, everybody knows they're going to die, but nobody believes it. He said that over and over again. And we don't live our days as if we're actually, they're numbered. We live our days as if they're going to invent a pill and we're just going to be able to go on forever. And I think you bring such great perspective to this because you have had to go through many days where you've had to face the reality of like, am I going to be here in six months? What, what about my family, my kids? What am I going to do? You know, that kind of reality, that shakes you up. That's like that last day of vacation. And you have had to learn to say, okay, I'm going to put myself, throw myself into my day. So let me ask you a question that will benefit our listeners, I think. Mm-hmm. When do you know that you have had a quality day? You know, at the end of uh, it, what should you yeah. what should you be feeling and thinking to call that a quality day? 
Well, I, you know, I just think it's, you know, if, if you're able to live on your own terms, and even if you're not, it, it just sort of, it, it's, it's kind of personal. It's kind of, you know, um, it's that feeling you get where you're able to recognize something and it, it can be out of the blue. It can be, um, you know, it just sort of a God wink. It can be, uh, it can come in every single imaginable form. You know, it's, it's one day, you know, and I remember it, you know, I, everything is, to me is about eight, you know, I was born eight twenty eight fifty eight. I did figure eights for a living, you know, and so eights kind of show up as sort of my sort of God wink. Right. And so um, I was in, in, in the supermarket and I was, you know, get, picking up a few groceries and there was a woman in front of me and she was wearing a turban. Obviously she was going through chemotherapy. And I just thought I was overcome with the urge. I go, you know, should I buy her groceries? And I just said to her, I go, ma'am, I'm a cancer survivor. I just want to, you know, just, you know, give you a little treat today and I want to pick up your groceries. And she goes, you don't have to do that. And I go, I don't have to, I really want to, it'll just make me happy to do that. And she goes, okay, well, thank you so much. And, and I, I put my groceries through and I paid the bill and the bill came to $88 and 80 cents. And I was like, thank you, Lord. I, it was a reminder that joy comes in the smallest, tiniest little extensions of goodwill. It can come in just looking out a window and just seeing the, the trees and the, you know, the changing of the colors of autumn. It can come in. Um, my wife loves rainbows. You know, she's a rainbow chaser. You know, some mm-hmm. people are storm watchers. She's a rainbow chaser. And, and it's just like, because of that, you know, the hope that comes from the end of a storm or recognizing that, you know, there, there, it's just in every single moment we can just be, if we allow ourselves taken aback by the quality and the power of that moment and just how this moment is, every moment is special. And, right. and it's, this, it's this kind of this overwhelming optimism and positivity that, you know, I've learned can come out of any moment, you know, it's like the power that I, I took when I shaved my head going through chemo. That was a day. It was like, yeah, I control when I lose my hair, you know, the drugs right. don't, right. you know? And, right. And well, you've had, you you've know, had, exactly. uh, you've had all these sort of, um, uh, for better or for worse, uh, you know, because I'm sure you, you might trade that and say, I, I could have taken a little less suffering in exchange for a little less knowledge, but, <laughs> but you've had all these moments that have, have, forced you to make a reset, uh, forced you to say, like you said, okay, I'm going to shave my head because I'm not going to give control of this situation. I'm not going to look in the mirror and keep saying, look at how much hair I'm losing. I'm just going to take control of it. But many days for people are not that cut and dry. They're not that dramatic. They don't have that moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So... Again, for the benefit of our listeners, how in the course of a day do you reset yourself? When do you, you know, like mm-hmm. what should you look out for to say, okay, it's 12 noon and I've spent the first five hours of this day doing this or that. Here's, a, here's an alarm going off in my head. You know, you don't want to waste this day. Make sure you change this, that, or the other thing. What are the things that people should look out for to make sure that it's not at the end of the day that they say, ah. Oh, there goes another day that I, I should have spent differently. 
Yeah, it's it's um it, it's many things. It's like the friend of mine, you know, we toured together for years on Stars and Ice, and he goes, I can't wait for that first sip of coffee in the morning. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's all <laughs> these things we we as part of the website, you know, we um we put on this 30 day challenge. And it's not a challenge, it's really this this beautiful little way to just sort of, you know, if, and whenever you want to participate in the 30 day challenge, I, you know, I, I pulled out a notebook, you know, every time I go anywhere, I've given these notebooks, right. You know, and on in these little notebooks, you know, um, like the first, I, I just, I'm doing a 30 day challenge cause I can't be a hypocrite. And, you know, day one is just, you know, you know, what are three things, three things you're most grateful for. And, and it allows you to just sort of take stock. It's like, what am I most grateful for today? And, you know, I wrote down the three things I'm most grateful for family opportunity and redemption, you know, and, and, you know, I just wrote out what those mean to me. And, you know, day two is, you know, three things that matter the most and what are your priorities? And, and those are reminders, you know, that where we can just sit down, take a breath and take stock of the the good things in our life, the, the things that bring us joy, or if they're pain points, you know, it, it gives us permission to, give them identity to start taking control over them. And I, I don't know, I just think in all the conversations we've had throughout this podcast and, you know, of course we've done eight of them, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, you have to stop now. Had, you either have to stop at well, eight or do 88 no, or do 888. Season two, <laughs> season two. Yeah, you know, it's two. that whole idea of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's how do people, um, how do, how do they find quality in their lives and how do they, take control of difficult situations and how do they build their lives to where they now, you know, it's like Christiana Maguchi became an Olympic champion when she was born with club feet. It's, you know, it's uh, Kevin Nealon, you know, he didn't know anything about comedy. And so he took a job as a bartender at the improv. And he did not attend bar either. So it's, it's huh. about showing up, you know, and it's Vern Lundquist and, how do you, you know, how do you build a quality life in, in a very competitive world of broadcasting? And it's it's one moment at a time. And all these things, Robin Roberts and her, her survivorship, but it's also in the way she built her career. She turned down ESPN the first time they came after her because she just felt in her heart she wasn't ready. And, it, you know, it, it's really taking these, you know, in, at times iconic people and allowing them to kind of reveal sort of what allowed them to become successful in their own rights and, and, and what, what allowed Robin Roberts to rise above cancer. And it was a really beautiful moment. It, it didn't happen in the podcast, but right after it, she had to go through her bone marrow transplant. She went on the show at Good Morning America and she challenged people to become donors. And my woman that runs my LLC, Michelle, she took that as I'm going to do that. And so she did it and she saved a gentleman's life in um, Germany. And so whew, at the end of the uh, podcast, I just said, I want Robin, I want to introduce you to somebody. And I put Michelle on so she could thank Robin for giving her an opportunity to do that. And Robin goes, what did you learn from that? And she goes, it, it just sort of allowed me to understand why I was born. Hmm. Wow. You know, those, those things, they knock me down, you know, and, and it's like everybody, you know, we just need to learn how to, at times, just shake off the the stuff that is, is pulling us under and, and just really just take that breath of air that just allows us to understand that we're alive and, and we, we have permission to take stock and the control of our own lives and, right. and do things and, 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 this and is, not this let is, these 
things waste get wasted. This is a particularly, I find, a pertinent lesson right now in, in the throes of COVID. You know, when COVID first started, everybody was consumed with the details of it and protecting yourself. And nobody thought about how long they just thought about the moment, the day in front of you. And I don't want to catch this. I don't want to do what do we do? You know, every day there was new pieces of information coming out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now we're here six plus months, closer to seven now that this has been on our, on our, uh, you know, windshield as we drive through our lives and with no real end in sight. Uh, you know, we keep talking about vaccines and maybe there'll be a vaccine, but now people don't want to take the vaccine and how they're going to distribute the vaccine. And all of that adds up to this is going to be continuing for some time to come well into next year. And so now I find people are getting depressed about yeah. just this is the new norm and this is going to be a long norm. It's not, you know, we used to talk about going back to normal. Now it's like, just how long are we going to be under this cloud? So with that in mind, I think the philosophy of trying to live your days under this cloud becomes an even greater challenge. Uh, It's not cancer, no, uh, but it is fear of getting sick. And it is, even with cancer, you know, nobody told you you can't get a hug from somebody. Nobody told yeah. you that you can't go have Thanksgiving this year. I mean, we're we're facing yeah. that now. Thanksgiving's the biggest holiday in our in my family has been for decades and decades. And we have everybody in. It's a four day extravaganza. We always know if we're going to miss anything during the course of the year, we're all going to see each other at Thanksgiving. So will it all be good? All of it. We have like fifty plus people come. Everybody. And now, all of a sudden, for the first time ever in our lives, we're looking at having to cancel. Thanksgiving, which I find to be like one of the most depressing thoughts because, you know, when you reach a certain age, you don't know, and other relatives are certain ages, you don't know if they're going to be there for the next Thanksgiving. And so with this type of cloud over us, Scott, what would you recommend specifically for this philosophy of living your days with coronavirus all around us? Well, you know, I I can always speak for myself. And you know, as 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 I like to joke, you know, I have a unique hobby of collecting life-threatening illnesses. You know, of course, you know, with my pre-existing condition of having chemotherapy and brain tumors, and um, you know, all the, the the unique ecosystem of my body, I I lived in fear of this virus. And and the longer it's been around, I think it's it's you know become the devil we know instead of the devil we don't know. And you know, we we've been taught how to sort of protect ourselves we've been taught you know to you know it's, it's a virus much like a flu and it, it just feels like you know if, if we can just take charge of our lives and 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 move move forward in a in an educated uh safe way i i do believe there are those like me that i i i'm in i'm in charge of my health and my life and and i worry that you know, it's going to get into all these reactive things that we, we always get into. And it's going to be, you know, I, I don't want to get political or anything, but I, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm in charge of my body and, and I really want to remain in charge of my body. So, yeah. you know, I don't want someone to lose their job, their business, their livelihood because of me, because, you know, that, that I have maybe a danger of not rising above this. I, I do think that people are very selfless. And I think that's wonderful. And I think they're very 
kind and generous to others. And I think that's amazing and awesome. That's why we're human beings. But I do think we have to, at some point, we have to just say, like, we need to get back into our our lives, you know, with the education that we need to protect others, yes, but we don't need to shut down everything because the the repercussions of that are almost worse than the virus itself and and everyone suffers, you know, and and we we see the percentages, we understand the risk, we understand the most at risk and we know now, you know, basically the the identity of this virus and how it affects certain people more than others. So, you know, I I do think there's a way forward without having to shut down the world and destroy people's economic lives. And and, uh, my son, you know, I'm looking at these children that are wearing masks 40 hours a week at school, and now they're developing strep throats and bacterial infections and everything else, all these unintended consequences, and they're not even at risk. Maybe the people around them are. So, you know, there's a, I think there's a, a, a more equitable way of, of handling this. But again, we, we live in a really difficult political environment right now. And I, I think, you know, this disease is equally as biological as it is political at this point. And I, and I think that it's been weaponized to throw people into high levels of fear. And, and the whole idea of live your days to get back to that is to empower people to take, you know, whatever that, that moment is, whatever they want to do, whatever they feel equipped to, to pursue that they do that. And, and they, they take advantage of a day and it can come in so many different, beautiful moments. Like, you know, my choreographer of how many years was I a professional skater? You're right. She sent me a picture. Um, it faded the one that I had of her before accepting an Emmy for a show that she, we worked on together. And, and she sent me, you know, one day, it's just like, we, you know, that was a beautiful thing for me to remember. And, and, you know, getting pictures from people or messages from those that I haven't heard from all these things just create um, joy and love and quality in our lives. And even though we're under incredible hardship right now, it doesn't mean we have to to give up hope or stop living our lives and interacting with others. We've found the internet. Thank the Lord for that. And we found that we can truly inspire others and, and interact with others in unique ways. And we don't have to be angry. We don't have to be, you know, just uh, frustrated with, you know, all the inequities. We're really smart people. We can do this. You know, it's just, Who's going to just stand up and say, hey, everybody, it's time to choose joy. And my wife said in an interview after that brain tumor, you know, she said, look, suffering or or joy isn't the lack of fear and suffering. It's how we go through it. So let's choose joy. You know, let's just choose that. And, you know, we we're human beings. We are going to suffer. We're all going to be fearful. We're all going to go through things that are difficult and our bodies are very very fragile and vulnerable things, but we're also phenomenally resilient. But again, you know, going to the back of the top of the show, we're ultimately temporary. Right. You know, we have to take charge of our lives do, and live do them. You have you know, a, do. Um, do you have a, a little exercise, for example, that puts this philosophy into a simple, pragmatic test? I hearken to Maury's Pretend you have a little bird on your shoulder every day, wake up in the morning and turn to the little bird on your shoulder and say, is today the day I die? And of course, the bird is going to say no every day of your life except one. 
But on the day that the bird looks back at you and says, yes, this is the day that you die, are you going to be ready for that? Will you say, well, all right, I've lived my life knowing that one of these days I'm going to get a yes, and so I have been living my life the way I've wanted to live it. Uh, I have filled my days, lived my days, to use your phrase, Scott. And sure, I'm sad that they've come to an end, but I'm not railing against it because I've lived the life that I've wanted to lead, as opposed to, of course, what happens to most of us when we get a bad diagnosis or we get told we have X amount of time to live or whatever. We go, wait, 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 I haven't done this and I haven't done that and I haven't done this and I have a meeting to get to this, but I have a meeting to get to that. And now that I know, just give me just give me seven more years that I can get this all in. And instead, you know, you find you don't have anywhere near the time. That's a great little exercise that's simple for people to do. Has Scott Hamilton over over all the years and all the challenges that you face, the different brain tumors, the different cancers, the constantly thinking you're out of the woods and then now you're back in the woods and out of the woods. Is there a little a little uh, exercise like that that you find makes a difference? Well, I mean, it, yes. I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, yeah, I try to pay attention. You know, to well, that's a good me. thing. <laughs> Always yeah, good to I pay mean, attention. It's, it's kind of a nice thing. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's so much of, you know, we can miss the moments, you know, we can just let them just like fly by us and we just miss them. Right. You know, there was, uh, I went down to, uh, Tim's Fort Lake and uh, a friend let me, let me use his little lake house there for a weekend over Memorial day weekend a few years ago. And I, I felt really sick in the middle of the night and I woke up in the next morning and I just felt tired. And so we, we, you know, I slept in, my wife brought me a cup of coffee. We went to the other side of the lake, had lunch and then I said, you know, I have to go back and lay down. I'm still not feeling well. Well, she couldn't really wake me up at about 6.30 in the afternoon. And um, I just couldn't stay awake. And I realized that something bad was happening. So um, I ended up, I don't remember much of it, because I, I, would, I would say, okay, let's, let's, let's go. Let's go to Nashville. You know, I have an electric car, and it's kind of got to drive it. This, okay, wait a minute. I'm going away. I'll be right back. And so I'd go back to sleep, and I'd wake up, and I'd just pick up where I left off. And I kept doing this, and it was really weird. And, you know, with my hobby of collecting life-threatening illness, I ended up at Vanderbilt Emergency, and I woke up. And in the emergency room was my wife and um, our dear friend, Cheryl Crow, and, and my pastor and his wife. And they're like, hi. And it's like, oh, I guess we're having a party. And, and I go, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hold that, hold that thought. I'm going away. I'll be back in a minute. And I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up an hour later and, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I kept sleeping for longer periods of time. And, and I got to a point where I realized that if I were a battery, I had, I really felt like I had less than 1% left in me. Hmm. And so I, you know, my wife, I said, you know, Tracy, come here. I want to talk to you. And I just gave her some instructions of what I wanted to tell the boys, because I really felt like that was it. You know, I was going to die. And I was 100% at peace in that moment. And I go, is this what it feels like to die? If so, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And again, you know, so much of that is- Wait, 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 don't, don't, stop so there. Is, stop there. I got to yeah. ask you a question. Why mm-hmm. do you think you were at peace at that moment? You, you know, I think because I, I realized that if I had to dream up my life, if I had to, you know, it's like so much of everything I, you know, I tell people is most of life is just showing up. And, uh, you know, those days that I skated and the days that I showed up, you know, I was better than the days that I really was only half in, you know? So 
Um, and, you know, I got to do things. I got to compete at a high level and then I got to compete at Olympic Games and I, I got to, you know, do so, things. So you I, felt I you had had a complete up. life? Is that it? You felt yeah. at peace? Because because I, I, I've, I've talked to many people, as you, as you can imagine, if you author Tuesdays with Maury, you, everybody who's had a near-death experience or a, or a revelation about death, they want to share it with you. And over 25 years, I've heard thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And yeah. I, I do find that the fear of, you know, it was, it was Alfred Hitchcock who famously said, there's no fear in a bang, only in the anticipation of a bang. And, and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you think about that in a horror movie, you know, they're coming up the steps, they're going up the steps, the guys yeah. are going, oh, no, 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 no. Right. But the sound <laughs> yeah. itself, by itself, you could hear somebody banging all day long in, in your, your workplace or your office, and you wouldn't even think twice about it. Well, there's a parallel to that I have found with some of the people who I have spoken with who have said the fear of death, the fear like when they got a bad diagnosis and this, it, it could be fatal. It could be fatal. Of course, we're hoping it not, but it could be. It was the could be that drove them crazy. Yeah. But when they actually got to a point where there was no question about it and they were down to their last moments, they found themselves at a different level of peace. This is why I jumped in and asked you that question, that I wonder if there isn't something about accepting that we can't change fate, really accepting it, not saying, yeah, I know we can't, but I'm still going to try. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. that, that puts you at that kind of peace. And maybe, of course, if you're religious or whatever, you think, all right, well, this is when I, I go to heaven. This is when I go to the Lord. Uh, but that's why I asked you that question, because I, I wondered if after all the near misses with you, when you finally said, you know, this is this one's it, that you were at peace, not because you had been a great skater and done a whole lot of other things, but, but, yeah. but because you had to surrender that sense of control to the fact that we are not ultimately in control of our fate. Yeah. And, you know, we say that throughout the Live Your Days platform. You know, we don't control the number of days. We only control how we live them. And, you know, it is. It's a reminder. It's kind of like, you know, we when we first thought of this thing, it's like, oh, this will be like the carpe diem of the day. And it's like, well, <laughs> maybe, but you know, it, it, it is a reminder. And, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm the best person to, to do this, but I've lived enough to know that so much of everything is a choice. You know, I'll have people look at me and they'll, you know, I could tell they're not happy and, and they, they've got kind of that, you know, snarl on and they go, good morning. And I go, it's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. really is. And, and, you know, it's like getting cut off in traffic and somebody's like making, you know, angry with me. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not yeah. going to get road raged. I'm not going to get anything else. It's like, it's okay. We're all in this together. And, and you know, and it's, it's, it's those choices. It's building those muscles. It's building that kind of point of view where we're content, you know? And, and I think that's, the greatest power we can have in our lives is contentment, you know, because you know, a lot of those other things can invade that. There's so much negativity. There's so much, you know, anger and there's so much, I'll say it, hatred in our world right now. And, and the more connected we are, the more divided we become. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. Time out here. Take a breath. No, we, we, we're given this e-ticket ride to, you know, steal a, an old Disney phrase, you know, right. that, that's the no, I'm old ride. enough to remember the e-ticket. Yeah. Oh man, you saved that e-ticket, right? You're going to, oh, yeah. this is going to be the big one. Right. And, and it, and it is, there's so much in this life to rise above and there's so much in this life to, 
um, appreciate. And there's so much in this life that, you know, I look around and I see people that have chosen joy in unbelievable circumstances. And, and, and it's infectious, you know, it's, it's the ones that rise up are the ones that inspire us the most. And, you know, I, one of my friends that did the podcast is Kevin Nealon and, and, you know, we got to be friends. We were at a, a white house event and we were both kind of shy and we just sort of gravitated towards one another because we both said, like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And over the years, you know, I'd, I'd reach out to him and, and, you know, just to gain some humorous perspective. And, you know, I reached out to him one time and I was late in my skating career. And I, I said, Kevin, I, I need some perspective. And he goes, what do you, what do you, what do you need? And I go, well, you know, I started out as a skater and I kind of then became a competitor. And then I kind of, I guess, became like a, a champion and I, I was an Olympic champion. And it's kind of my identity was that. And then I became a professional skater and then I became kind of an entertainer. And then I felt like after a while I became kind of a schmoozer. <laughs> and I go, I don't really know what I am now. And he goes, Oh, that's easy. And I go, what? And he goes, you're an imposter. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. You know, it's wow. like, you know, when you get to that point of pretending, you know, it's like, no, it's, it's, it was hilarious because he just sort of like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're that. And I go, okay, that gives me a great swing thought. So, and what did you, you do know, as a result all, of that? Oh man, it was just like, I laughed about it. I said, okay, I'm comfortable in that. And, and I, you know, I'm just going to, you know, milk this cow for as long as I possibly can. And, and then when I, when I, we gave birth to our first son, I, I took one look into his eyes because, you know, being an adopted child, it was the first time I saw flesh in my own flesh. I just sort of said, you know what? I'm done. I, I'm ready to move into the next chapter of my life. And, and I, you know, I remember the show. I was in Long Island and I was skating at Nassau Coliseum and I was skating to a song by Michael Feinstein that's One Life. And I'm like, I'm really content with stepping away from this, the only thing I've ever known now, and stepping into the next. And, and you know, I, I, it was really remarkable because it was a life lesson. It's like, I'm okay with stepping into the next. I, I'm not identified by this anymore. I'm not, this, I don't have to hang on to this identity. I can, I can choose next. And, yeah. and it was great. I saw his first steps. I heard his first words. I had the a really amazing opportunity after working hard for 20 years, like nonstop to be able to kind of take a breath and, yeah. and to say, I, I'm going to be here for these moments. And these there's, a, there's a moments. huge, a huge lesson in that. And it's a mic. Yours is just a microcosm of the much larger lesson, but it proved true for you, and I believe will prove true for everybody who's listening. And that is that one of the ways that you live your days uh, to the fullest, one of the ways that you have that sense of satisfaction and contentment, is when you grow out of yourself and into other people and other people's lives. In your case, you didn't say these words, but I think what you meant was, "Okay, I'm done." I'm fine with stopping to be a skater because I'm going to be a father. And yeah. and and a father just innately feels more significant because there's two parties involved. You know, yeah. you are you there is a there is a child that needs you. It's not your career that wants you to excel, it's not your bank account that needs to get bigger, it's what because that's all for one person. When suddenly mm-hmm. it's two people, or a group of people. I know from from my examples, you know, with the orphanage that I operate in Haiti, that has that yeah. is without a doubt the most significant thing that I do. It is my passion. It gets me in a mood 
unlike any piece of work, any book, any movie, any anything that I'm doing. And I sleep better when I'm there, which I've always found to be weird because you can't really sleep easily in 80. There's no electricity <laughs> at night. It's a thousand degrees. Yeah. It's whatever. And we, yeah. it's an orphanage. We don't have fancy beds. You know, you don't have a, a posturpedic mattresses or anything like that. You just have whatever's there. But it's it, being able to sleep because I know that I have meaning in my life and I'm doing something yeah. significant that makes me feel good. And that sounds like the moment when you looked into your son's eyes. And it sounds like what people who need to look to live their days need to look for in their life. Uh, when you feel like a big burden, when your own life feels like a big burden, maybe it's easier to just look to other people's lives and the influence you can have there and yours won't feel so heavy anymore. Well, and, you know, going back to your, you know, your orphanage, you know, and, and how you just sleep better, you know, Danny Thomas's famous quote, you know, the givers and takers in the world, you know, the, the takers eat better, but the, Givers sleep better, and mm. and you know I, I've spent a good you know chunk now of you know we're really trying to you know cure cancer, and you know part of this live your days platform, you know we created some merch just to remind people to live their days, and and you know some of the, you know the proceeds from that go towards funding cancer research through my cares platform. So we're really trying to build um, a, you know a foundation of perspective if. The Live Your Days platform can grow into being a destination for people to shore themselves up and gain perspective. Then, you know, in our infancy, we're building this platform. But if, if ultimately it can become something else, then, you know, I, re I really feel like maybe all of these knockdowns and all of these kind of learned perspectives of, you know, going through those times of suffering, if they can serve others, then Wow, what a yeah. what an incredible honor that is. Well, you've been doing it for many, many years in your life, and this just seems like the logical next step of it, an extension of it. I want to thank you, uh, Scott, for visiting with us on Tuesday, people, and I want to wish you a ton of success with Live Your Days podcast, which uh, is out now, and people can find it, I'm sure, wherever you find popular podcasts. Podcasts are pretty easy to locate these days. Uh, and just type in Scott Hamilton, live your days, and I'm sure it'll connect you to the proper place well, to uh, get a chance to listen. We got the URL, liveyourdays.com, and the 30-day challenge is fun. I'm doing it. It's really great just to take stock and, and to remind yourself, you know, of, of you know, just good and and the power that life offers. So, um, we're really trying to build a movement here, and I really thank you for allowing, you know, just this opportunity to be able to share it with people, and you've got a huge, huge um, listenership, so I'm, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Yeah. You've always been so good to me, Mitch, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Well, thank it's, you. A, it's a pleasure, Scott. Uh, you're a friend, and, and uh, your message is so important, and your life is such a great example for other people to be inspired by. So we're happy to share it at any time. So lots of luck with this. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Right. I can't wait. Scott Hamilton and Live Your Days, the new podcast there. And it's a great philosophy, particularly now, as we say, folks, when uh, you can feel like there's a perpetual cloud over you. Don't try to take it vaccine at a time. Don't try to take it administration at a time. Don't try to take it a year at a time. Try to take it a day at a time. And just see 
what great day you can have today because we really don't know if tomorrow that, that little blue bird on our shoulder says, uh, guess what? The answer is yes. So uh, it's great advice. Even just the phrase itself, live your days, is a great, great advice. Lisa, always uh, good to have you alongside. Thank you for helping to put that together. Because Lisa's response, you know, Lisa may ah. not say a whole lot on the show, but there is no show without Lisa. Lisa puts all this <laughs> I, stuff together. I have the easy job. I sit down, the mic goes on, I start talking. But who do you think got a hold of Scott Hamilton? Who do you think arranged it? Who do you think made sure he was there and talked to him and set it all up? So thank you for that, Lisa. You're welcome. But can I say, anytime we can have Scott Hamilton on is a good day. Yeah. I, I love that guy. I just, I, last time we had him on, I'm not kidding, I went to his website and I bought four books. <laughs> um, and I'm already going to go in. I'm going to buy the Live Your Days journal. I'm probably going to buy a shirt or something if they have it. I'm, wow. I don't know why. I just, that guy just is like, he's well, he so, just exudes he's just goodness. Ex- exudes positivity. Ah, and, uh, he just, and, and it's not phony because, you know, if you look at the times and the things that he has had to deal with, the cancers, the brain tumors, every time he thought he was up off the mat, something came along and knocked him back down again. And and he has that just effusive, effervescent spirit that you can hear in his voice. Yes. And, you know, you find yourself saying, give me a little of that. You know, I need a little injection of that today, which is probably why you bought the books and the T-shirts and all the it rest is. of it. And I hope it works. Because I, I want to be works. like him. He is just pure joy. And he makes me take stock of like the moments that I'm angry or I do something. And I'm like, I need to erase that. I want to be like Scott Hamilton. Plus, he can do like <laughs> these backflips on the ice, which I'm sure. Yeah, I can't do that. I'll never be able to do that. I don't think even reading books are going to get you to that point. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a wonderful conversation where we hope you found it good as well and, and enlightening and we'll be here again for you uh, you can always go to wetuesdaypeople.com on the web to find out everything that's going on with this podcast and get involved in discussion groups etc uh, on behalf of Lisa Goitz and until we see you again this is Mitch Album, host of Tuesday People saying we will see you next Tuesday thank you for listening to Tuesday People To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.